Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. The Japanese yen has been under pressure and a weakening yen could have far-reaching ripple effects. Some positive, some not so positive. You're going to be taking us through some of these, Ryan. Yeah, so we've seen that under pressure, of course, with the backdrop of how the Fed has been raising rates by the Bank of Japan, staying put where it is if it's easy money policy. And of course, it's going to be good news if you're making plans to go on a holiday to Japan because it means a weaker currency for you to get more bang for your buck. Now, let's get a bigger picture from Vishnu Varutan. He's the Head of Economics and Strategy for Mizuho. Morning, Vishnu. Good morning, Ryan. Any holiday plans soon? Maybe to Japan? <laughs> Would I be skewed if I said yes to Japan <laughs> end of the year? <laughs> okay, well, let's set the backdrop for that first. Why is the yen under so much pressure recently? So much so that you know, the Bank of Japan governor... Haruko Kuruda predicted that a big decline was unlikely and he said this when it was at 119. But in less than two weeks, it dropped to its lowest in seven years at 125. What's going on? Well, I think there's been a conspiracy of factors and the two biggest ones are uh, Japan's external position. Uh, it, its outward obligations has, has uh, dramatically deteriorated with the surge in oil prices uh, you know, uh, due to the Ukraine crisis. So that, that's one factor uh, with investors reassessing how strong the yen may be given its organic cash flows from trade uh, and, and services. Mm. The other factor is the policy divergence between the BOJ and the Fed has grown dramatically as the Fed has become aggressively hawkish, you know, uh, signaling very aggressive rate hikes, which has lifted U.S. yields. In, sh- uh, in stark contrast, you've seen the BOJ uh, doing the exact opposite. They've said that fun- uh, monetary policy ought to be accommodative. And very recently, uh, in your reference to how quickly the yen fell, uh, the BOJ continued to honour its yield curve control holding long end yields very close to 0%, mm. thereby accentuating the yield spread. And that has also led to a dramatic fall in the yen. Yeah, Vishnu, picking up on that, that aggressive intervention in the markets by buying up more bonds for its yield curve control program. So this seemed to take some market watchers by surprise. How much of a surprise was that for you? To me, it was no surprise uh, because I think um, the market watchers are conflating yen stability with monetary policy. I I think the BOJ is very clear. On monetary policy, they've said they need to keep uh, policy very accommodative because they are not like the U.S., despite being subject to uh, the same cost shocks. They don't have demand pull inflation. Being clear on that, they needed to show that they remain committed to their bond buying program, whether it's under the quantitative easing program or under the yield curve control, which is why they adhere to that rather than making unannounced changes. Mm. Whereas I, I think with the yen, they, they, they will probably tackle it in, in very different forms. And, and just today, as we are speaking, the finance minister Suzuki is, is, is uh, saying that they are watching the yen very closely and, and abrupt moves are not good. Kuroda is chiming in. So they're, taking, they're probably going to use a different policy tool for the yen and, and they don't want to confuse the two. Yeah, Vishnu, help us unpack this, right? How bad is a weekend? Because if you look at some parts of how it can play out, a weekend means its exports become more competitive. You know, Ryan, uh, you hit the nail on the head. So ordinarily, we are used to a Bank of Japan that implicitly prefers a weaker yen within a range 
so to give its exporters both the stability of foreign exchange views and also competitiveness that it needs. However, this time around, the BOJ is flipping, where I think the yen has, both in terms of speed and the amplitude of the move, the yen mm. has fallen so much uh, that imported inflation can become an issue, and that's really eroding households' capacity to consume. And we know that Japan's problem is a consumption problem because there's lack of confidence, and, and, and mm. that's what the Japan, uh, you know, BOJ is trying to get going, so they're in a dilemma right now. Yeah, bad news for those importing staff, especially the retailers, restauranters, uh, the groups which have been quite hard hit by COVID-19. Uh, Vishnu, on another front, the yen is quite a popular go-to for the carry trade. Investors borrow from Japan cheaply and invest elsewhere for higher returns. So the lower, the better. Is there a point to worry about here if things make a huge turnaround and maybe traders who are heavy leveraged are forced to sell and then it creates a bit of a contingent? Absolutely. I mean, there, there are a few layers of risk. I mean, the first one, as you rightly point out, yen is a very popular, so to speak, funding currency because the yields are so low, the cost is low. But what has obfuscated the picture is in, in recent times, just before the Fed became hawkish, we've had a whole host of competing funding currencies from the euro to a lesser extent the dollar, and even the Aussie was to some extent considered a funding currency. But the second aspect which you bring up, whether there'll be instability or not, and, and that's the, the key part, is with funding currencies, Volatility is something that investors don't like for carry trades. And if, if yen is part of that volatility, dropping sharply and then rising again sharply, that will also not uh, you know, bode well for investors. And in particular, like you, you point out, if there's a sudden unwind of this carry trade, a big sell-off, the bigger danger is that it causes cross-contamination and, and cross-default, so forced liquidation that go further out than just the pure carry trade. And, and that's the real financial contagion risk that we are looking at. Yeah, Vishnu, just to wrap things up, I'm just a bit curious where things go from here because on one hand, you have the safe haven aspect of the GMT's yen, perhaps giving me some support. At the same time, you've got the BOJ trying to figure out what to do from here. So which will it lean towards? Which should be the bigger priority or lesser evil, so to speak? Will it raise rates to support the yen, but no, that will mean borrowing costs will be higher? Or will it keep rates low to support the economy? And help to lift inflation rates to where it needs to go? But I, I think, you know, there, there are two, two issues here. So on the first one, whether yen is going to be moved more by the BOJ or as a safe haven currency, I, I think we can rule out the, the safe haven aspect of it as the dominant one because of the uh, oil's negative impact. It's not going to lead yen being a safe currency. Uh, if, if Ukraine risks go up, oil prices go up, yen is going to drop, not, not rise. So it's going to depend more on the BOJ. As to whether the BOJ is going to tweak policy in uh, favour of the yen rather than economic conditions, I think they will take economic conditions to heart first. However, that said, they, this is a good opportunity for them to come out of negative rates and just be at zero uh, because negative rates have been quite bad for Japanese banks. So I think they can tweak that aspect. But every other aspect of yen uh, stability must be outside of monetary policy tools because they want to maintain policy accommodation. All right, so a bit of a monetary and fiscal mix. Perhaps they need to turn towards to the BOJ uh, under a lot of stress these days. Uh, we've been chatting with Vishnu Varatan. He is the head of economics and strategy for Mizuho Bank. Vishnu, thanks for helping us unpack what's going on with the Japanese yen. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.